to the Living in Leiden podcast. I am Michelle from Michelle Price Lightworker, and uh, Beck is currently tied up doing a little bit of babysitting, but she will join me in a few minutes' time. So um, I will let her into the show when she is ready. Uh, but welcome to the podcast. We have a wonderful time, Becca and I, and um, we love that you are tuning in. And listening to some of our words of wisdom now, guys, if you are listening, I do have an affirmation card. Well, not an affirmation card. I've got an oracle card sitting in front of me. So we like to do a draw, card draw each episode. And uh, I've taken a photo and we'll pop it into the show notes. And uh, when I post this episode on social media, I'll include the deck and the card, uh, but I will outline what it is in a second. But uh, first of all, I just want to talk about the theme for today because that's a very important thing to mention. Um, It is all about how we can feel more empowered in our daily lives. It's all about empowerment and who doesn't want more of that? Uh, So it's going to be a great episode. We'll give you some tips and tricks how to get back on track with that. But uh, in terms of what I've been up to, I guess, um, Beck and I always like to talk about maybe our takeaways for the week and things like that. And one of the things that I noticed, which was really cool, is Hay House, um, who publish oral cards, books, all sorts of things. Um, They're actually having a card sale and it's for the decks that they're no longer printing. So they're getting rid of a few of those. Some of them are like 10 bucks. So if you are listening to this and you're into Oracle or Tarot or any of the above, um, get along to that sale, Hay House. This is recorded a couple of weeks ahead. So hopefully it's still happening and they haven't totally sold out because I have recommended it to some of my clients and I know some of my clients have purchased. So they may not be around for too much longer, um, but it is worth checking out. And I'm really happy I've got a PayPal account because uh, that way my husband can't see how much I spent. I did buy four, uh, four decks, but they are pretty reasonably priced. Um, the other thing that's been going on um, for me is I had a really awesome reading with a young lady. Um, she's a bit of a musician. She plays guitar. She sings. She writes lyrics. But she also just, um, you know, is doing a really interesting job um, and lives in a really interesting place. And some people I find that I read for, I do get very, very insightful and um, specific information for. And it's different, you know, for everybody. Some people are just really open. Some people are more on my wavelength. Um, so it really varies. But this reading was just really amazing where I was sort of describing um, these sort of crystals that she might have been working with or selling or something. And um, she said, I actually sell that crystal lamp um, kind of uh, things that they sell at the markets because I also mentioned markets, which is funny. Um, because I was like, oh, are you at the markets or something? And she said, yeah, you know, I go to the Umani markets, which is up here on the Sunshine Coast and sell these uh, lamps. So they're actual crystal lamps. And I am familiar with them. I have seen them before. Um, I don't own one, but um, that's what she was doing. So the markets come up, the crystal lamp came up, and then I saw this um, tree house. And she said, yeah, I actually live in a tree house. And I was just quite blown away. And it's just interesting. I'm just mentioning this because there were so many amazing pieces of evidence and I teach people. So sometimes my mentors will listen to this episode or this podcast. And I just want to give you guys that information that it won't be like that for everybody, but sometimes you read for someone and it's like, you just see everything. It also has a little bit to do sometimes with their loved one in spirit. And this was uh, kind of a stepfather um, who was in spirit for this young lady here. So yeah, just a really awesome episode, uh, episode, really awesome reading and a great connection. And um, I read for her mum. Her mum's actually a light worker too. So um, today's card, uh, and I can't show you this because obviously this is a podcast, but I will put that on socials, is angelic protection. Now, this is a picture of Archangel Michael that I'm looking at. He has a big sword. He is blue in color. So whenever we see the blue color, if we're talking about angels coming in, 
we're referring to Archangel Michael. So this card refers to protection. So if you are listening to this, it's all about you being nice and protected. Make sure you feel that. But if you are feeling unsafe, Michael's the guy you want to call in, the Archangel Michael. Um, it also means that, you know, you've been through some really rough stuff and coming out the other side of that. And Michael also talks about um, cutting cords. So because he has a sword, he actually cuts cords and ties to anything from our past. So that's a really important thing to do. People probably don't do it as much as they should. Um, you know, certainly I talk to people a lot about that, you know, having to cut cords and things. So really important reminder, cut the cords, feel protected. If you're not feeling safe in your house, if you're feeling scared, if you're a little child, you know, listening to this or, you know, parents listening to this with kids that are afraid of the dark, then uh, call in Archangel Michael. I do that on a nightly basis and, um, you know, offer blessings and different things. And you will feel that beautiful angelic protection. So just know that you're always protected. Nothing and no one can harm us unless we allow it. And that is the truth. So uh, getting into um, today's episode now. So as I mentioned, the theme is all about taking our power back. So um, there's always been a theme, I guess, in my readings. I did mention a reading um, a short time ago. And um, it does seem to be that the theme relates to what I'm going through that week sometimes. Um, so this past week's been all about people taking back what is rightfully theirs, and that is their power. So I read for one lady who was actually going through a lot of unimaginable change in her life. Um, it was pretty amazing, this, um, this connection I had with this woman. Um, so much change. And it was um, it just, I couldn't believe it. It was like this area of life, that area of life. And she's like, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. And she, I just couldn't believe it. Plus, she also was questioning her marriage as well. I drew a few cards, um, told her, you know, my feelings, I'm sort of feeling this, that, and the other um, about herself and her partner. But I told her I couldn't make up a mind for her. And that's really important. I do remind people that they always have free will. And as I was wondering what she wanted to do, I was sort of sitting in the family car. Well, when I started sitting in the family car, I saw myself. I had a vision of myself sitting in the family car with herself and her husband. Now, I noticed she was in the passenger seat. Um, he was in the driver's seat. And so I asked her, you know, I told her what my vision was and I said to her, you know, what do you want to do? And she actually said to me, um, it's up to my husband to decide. And it's just super interesting when she said that. I was like, wow, you know, it made sense that she was in the passenger seat for sure. But unwittingly, she was leaving it up to her other half to make the decision, um, whether she didn't want to have to be the bad guy and make the decision. Um, we all have choices um, and make a lot on a daily basis. And I felt like, you know, if you're here, I guess, you know, having a reading with myself, um, then it is something that is on your mind. And sometimes that means that, you know, maybe you are the one that has to make the decision, you know, I'm not going to force anyone. Um, but yeah, maybe that sometimes means that you do have to make that difficult decision and you uh, really don't want to do that. So something to ponder as we move through this episode. And as I said, Becca's um, sort of preoccupied at the moment, but she will jump in when she is ready and um and join us in a moment now um i also had a reading with a lady recently whose husband wasn't able to work um he was barely functioning uh, i believe he had a bit of a breakdown uh, but i haven't met him to actually confirm that but i believe he had a bit of a breakdown and um he had been meant to be coming to see me so she's contacted me um, she said that, you know, her husband was going to come and visit me, but what was really interesting as she's saying that to her, uh, to me rather, it's funny how little things happen or little things come out of my mouth sometimes because she was saying this to me, but I was kind of going, I don't think he's coming to see me. You know, I just had this kind of funny feeling that I didn't feel like he was going to come. It was going to be someone else. 
And, um, and I kept, you know, slipping up and saying, oh, well, you know, I'll see you soon. And she was like, no, 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 my husband's coming, not me. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I just couldn't shake it. It was a really funny thing. So I really trust that, you know, when that happens, um, I trust spirit infinitely. And I just thought, no, I think there's something in this. I really do. So um, I trusted my gut. And sure enough, on the day of the reading, when she was meant to be coming over or he was meant to be coming over, um, she showed up. And she had messaged me in the morning and said, Michelle, you know, he's not going to come. So I'm going to come in his place. Um, I guess I, I acted surprised, uh, but I wasn't surprised. And I was like, yep, that makes perfect sense. Um, I'll see you when you get here. And look, we had a, a really good session together. I guess the thing is that I had to make very clear to her as well as I do to all my clients though, is that, you know, we can't sort of fix anyone. We can't, you know, make anything happen. Um, you know, they really have to want to do the work. And that was kind of the advice I gave to that previous lady that I mentioned as well, is that, you know, your husband, um, all of the people that we're talking about here, you know, any kind of partners, children, you know, whatever it is, um, they really need to, I guess, want to do the work themselves. We can't force anything. So, you know, that's kind of the point that I wanted to make with this because sometimes people come to me and they're like, can you just fix my partner? Can you make them make the decision I want them to make? And I'm like, no, I can't. Um, and that's the truth. People actually come in and ask me that, you know, can you just make them do this thing? Can you uh, influence them in some way? Can you do a healing on them and force them to do this or hurry up the process? I mean, I have people who are a little bit impatient and uh, they want me to speed up the process, you know, to get this thing happening, get the ball on the uh, ball moving or the um, whatever the saying is, car on the road, whatever that saying is. Uh, and I really can't. So that's the thing. Um, you have to be patient. You've got to do the work yourself and then hope that the other person does the work. So um, I thought that was just an interesting, um, you know, example of sometimes those Freudian slips will let you know that someone isn't on board. They may not be willing to do the work at the moment, especially when I feel like someone else's energy is more in it than the husband in this example. So, you know, there were some things she could do. I gave her some advice. I gave her some tips and tricks. And, um, but unfortunately it's up to free will. And this guy has to uh, kind of step up and uh, make the decision that he wants to do the work. So I guess if you're at home sort of sitting here listening to my voice and listening to what I'm saying, have a think about, you know, are we trying to, you know, too hard? Are we the ones who are trying to save someone? Are we trying to fix? Are we trying to influence? Um, I always say lead by example. If anything, try leading by example. Just having a sip of my uh, soup. Um, yeah, so that's really all we can do. We can't do more than that. And I can't change someone's free will uh, or make a decision for them. So I guess there's a few examples of how we can feel, you know, disempowered. And there's quite a few. So let's say, for example, uh, someone pushes in front of us at the queue, in the queue at the shopping uh, center or supermarket. And we allow that to happen, but we don't say anything. But quietly or inwardly, it's really peeving us off. We're really like, oh, how dare that person, you know? How dare that person push in front of me? Um, because I'm pretty generous. I mean, if I'm in a supermarket, I don't know about you. If I'm in a supermarket, I will actually let someone in. If someone's got less stuff than me uh, or they look like they're in a hurry or the kids are cracking it, um, I let people in front of me. You know, I've got no problem with that. But if someone pushes in, it's kind of a different story. Um, and I'm not really one to sort of sit back and take things like that. I do like to speak up and go, hey, um, you know, I was sort of here or whatever it is uh, in a very kind way. But I feel like it's important, you know, for me personally to speak up. But that could be very disempowering if I didn't uh, speak up. 
So same as if I get a wrong order. If, if someone gets my order wrong and gives me something like I don't, I don't eat meat, so someone serves me a hot dog, I'm probably going to speak up. You know, I feel like people need to kind of know that thing. Uh, look, someone breaks into our house is another example, um, steals the most prized possessions. We're going to feel pretty disempowered. Uh, someone crashes into the back of us at a stop sign, not great. Uh, we enter a violent or controlling relationship, not fantastic feelings there. Uh, what I want you to consider, though, is what would have changed had you spoken up if that person did step in front of you in the queue at the checkout or if you'd smiled and said to yourself, look, it's all good. Um, they must be in a, in a real hurry. So instead of us stewing and fuming and getting angry and angrier and then telling everyone who's within hearing distance about this person who pushed in front of us, what if we just said, you know, they must be in a hurry, I'll just let it go, you know? And I do remember before I got into doing light work full-time, um, which is cards, readings, you know, healings and everything like that, before I got into this, I know that there were some people in my life um, or I witnessed in public that were like that where, you know, I'd be like, oh, geez, that's really annoying. Why don't you, you know, go and say something? And they're like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And I just thought, what? Are you, are you mad? Because I'm not that sort of person. I'm like, you know, you got to say something, girl. You know, you got to stick up for yourself. And I'm a big one for justice. But some people are just willing to go with the flow. And you know what? As I've gotten into light work, I feel like they might be onto something. Uh, in terms of accidents and things like that, though, um, sometimes there's signs to prevent us from being in that situation. So I remember one of my Reiki clients actually said to me that she had been uh, driving out of, I think it was uh, DFO in Brisbane. So great big uh, sort of discount sales uh, warehouse place. And she'd said to her partner, um, can you just go this way and just slow down? Um, so they were going a particular direction. Um, I think it was actually only one way, but she was just saying, can you slow down? Can you slow down? Can you slow down? And he's like, what's the matter? And she's like, I think there's going to be an accident. I just feel like something's off and I feel like it's going to be a bit of an accident. And this girl's pretty sensitive. And so her um, partner was sort of slowing down. He was driving much slower than normal. And then a great big accident happened right in front of them. Now, had she ignored that intuition or had he ignored the intuition, could have been a different story, but she really saved herself and her partner from being involved in a, a pretty serious crash. Um, it was it was pretty serious. So luckily they didn't get involved and imagine that, you know, having to then, you know, hand over insurance details and exchange this and exchange that and you don't want to do that. So the other example I wanted to make here was my uh, husband was actually rear-ended uh, driving to a pet shop to get something for our cat and he was doing it during work hours. Now, Anyone who's listening to this is like, that's silly. You know, you shouldn't be doing that when you're meant to be at work. Um, he's on the road a bit for his job. So, look, he knew he shouldn't have been in that location. Found himself there. He was rear-ended. His car was two weeks old. So it was pretty much a brand new car. And uh, she had an old car that belonged to her father and that had a great big bull bar on the front. Um, and yeah, so that was the thing. So she actually, um, I guess she was pretty, she was pretty upset herself. Um, I'm just trying to invite Becky and I'm not sure how to do that. Let's just see. Hopefully that goes through um, and she's able to come in. Um, yeah. So there was uh, this rear ending and his car was too weeks old and he was devastated. And uh, the other lady, yeah, was driving her dad's car. So a younger girl. And when we sort of talked about it, and what was funny is it actually came up in a reading. While I was doing a reading, um, someone was talking about um, someone being rear-ended in a vehicle and I was telling the client about it and she's going, I have no idea what you're talking about. And when I finished, 
I got out of the reading and um, I saw Jason's message saying I've been re-rendered and I thought, holy crap, <laughs> this person's like loved one was telling me about my husband's car accident. It was quite unbelievable. Um, so he actually, uh, he felt really bad when he uh, found out that I've actually already been to the shop, the uh, pet shop about the same time as the accident actually. And I got that item that he'd been going to the shop to get as well. So it was, um, it was quite funny if it wasn't so annoying, the fact that he was rear-ended in a brand new car. And, um, you know, he learned his lesson, I think, because he didn't have a feeling he shouldn't have been doing that thing. Um, and he made some bad choices, which led him into that position. Uh, I guess just finally with that relationship scenario that I was talking about as well, was there something, I guess, niggling at you not to agree to be in that relationship with that person. So I was talking before about, I guess, you know, abusive or controlling sort of relationships. Did you have that niggling feeling that was telling you maybe not to get into that situation in the first place? Most people I speak to in my readings um, say, yeah, they did. And they ignored it or they just, you know, they're very nice at the start. You know, a lot of people are nice at the start and then they show their true colours. And, um, you know, I guess sometimes we go, oh, look, you know, I'm looking too much into that thing. We make excuses for them or whatever. Um, but I feel like that is a really big one is um, trusting your intuition. Becca, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Um, just listening to what you were saying, Michelle. Absolutely. I agree with that. And, and it resonates a lot with me with um, a couple of my relationships. Yeah. Um, that there were signs in the beginning where I was just sort of maybe a little bit too um, <clears throat> you know wanting it to work out and eager to please that I missed those signs and in hindsight it was just like a massive red flag massive red flag so um, it's definitely definitely thing and I think a lot of people out there like you said would resonate with that yeah yeah, I had um, yeah. <laughs> just just with you know taking our power back and what have you. I had um, with a place that I was renting. <clears throat> I had uh, an issue with the electricity, um, and the, the the arrangements regarding the electricity at the place. So what had actually occurred was um, when we took on the lease of the place, they wanted to offer a like a rebate for for electricity. Um, and we were to come to an agreement. And, of course, two years later, that agreement didn't come into place. Somehow, the electricity accounts had been miss missed. So um, they were being paid by the owner of the property, but they hadn't been forwarded to me for two years. Wow, wait. So I literally had to take my power back, had to put some boundaries down, had to set the record straight because, I mean, you know, they ended up with a quite a, a massive debt as a result of that. And at the start of it, it was like, oh, should I be doing this? Should I not? You know, it sounded like it was a good good thing that they were trying to help me out, you know, you know, try and not necessarily help me out, but try and offer a good service. And my, my tablet keeps falling her, over. Um, yeah, her tablet. <laughs> oh, because I've got the cords caught here. <laughs> so there we go. Tablet's fine now. But, yeah, so it was, you know, and, and in the beginning it was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And they sent through something for me to sign, which I sort of rejected because it didn't feel right. Um, and, of course, everything went belly up from there. Um, and now it's at, a, and, and then it became to a point where it was, um, yeah, literally took the power back, put it back in my name 
and took charge of those finances and the energy of that situation because money is energy as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, good example and literal. Yeah, yeah <laughs> literal, a literal example. example. Take your yeah. power back. Like, how obvious can the can the universe be? Because yeah. at that time, um, I had other stuff going on too, where I was uh, giving my power away, literal, like my energy, my power, myself. Um, and and giving that away to things that had happened in the past from past relationships and, mm. and it was kind of like a big, you know, universal kick up the butt mm. to, to, to take note. Well, okay, so this is power, this is this, what's going on? Well, actually, there's a few areas in my life I can attend to right now that could uh, probably tweak a little bit and take my power back and doing that self-work and that... Um, you know, and some of that too, like, you know, a bit of self-work, a bit of self-love, healing through through taking your power back. Um, it's not just about, you know, being nice to yourself and going and having a cup of tea or buying yourself something nice or, or doing that self-love. Sometimes you have to face some really deep internal issues to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you will you will be told. Eventually, you won't you won't be able to hide from it. The, the universe will come out and <laughs> give you a big kick in the pants. Give you a big, you know, universal shift, mm. shall we say? Yeah. To, if you don't pay attention to the signs, so it's very true. And Beck, before you jumped in, I'll um just sort of summarise. I guess some of the points I was making in case there's anything you wanted to expand on. One was that a um, woman I was reading for was uh, feeling like her marriage was over, and um, I saw her sitting in the passenger seat of their car with him in the driver's seat, the guy in the driver's seat and uh, told her about the vision. And she goes, yeah, she said, you know, it's entirely up to him. It's his decision. And I was like about the marriage. And I was like, mm, okay, that's interesting. Cause you're here with me. I'm not talking to him. And she completely put it in his, um, in his hands to say, well, you know, she hadn't physically said that to him, but she was saying, no, it's up to him. You know, if, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but it's up to him. And I thought, isn't that interesting? You know, really handing over your power. The other point that I made was um, a lady who sort of wanted her husband to come and see me. And I do see a lot of husbands and children belonging to my clients. And I actually hadn't seen this lady before, but she'd been recommended by someone who knew me. And she was trying to, you know, basically get him out the door and come here. And he'd had a bit of a breakdown and couldn't work at the moment. And had a lot going on. And so um, he, I, I just didn't feel like he was going to come. And I kept saying, oh, I'll see you on blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no, no, my husband. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like those funny little Freudian sleeps that kind of give you a clue that that person's really not coming. Like I didn't feel his energy in it. I didn't really feel it happening. And that can be a real good clue with your intuition that, you know, someone's not in it. Because the thing is with power is that, you know, he might have come and that'd be great. But whether he would have taken it on board, whether he would have done the work, I mean, that's a big part of what we're talking about here. So that were just a couple of examples. Um, and then as you were jumping in, I was talking about Jason getting rear-ended and doing that silly thing, going to the pet store. And I went to the pet store at the same time and I uh, got the same product and he had an accident. So um, it's all those little funny intuitive things um, that we sort of don't listen to all the time. But the be- the point I wanted to make here, Beck, was that most of us would know someone who's um, caught, in a, uh, caught up in that victim mentality And that is, you know, all these bad things are happening to me. I can't stop them. I mean, I hear this on a pretty regular basis from people, um, not always regular clients of mine, but new people. Um, Some even question if they've been cursed. And I've had this recently where people have come in and gone, have I got a curse on me? Is there a spell? Is there something that's causing all this bad luck? 
And, you know, have a think about those words, you know, all these bad things are happening to me and I can't stop them. Have a think about what I just said to you because I am very auditory. I listen very much when people are talking to me, especially in readings. And that's that's what you're creating. You know, if you believe in the secret, and I have put a link to the show notes in the show notes to the secret. If you believe in the secret that what we say and think creates our reality, is that the reality you want to create? Have a think about that because those words are very powerful. You, by saying I can't stop them, have just taken away your own power. Done. Mm. That's a done, done um, business there. Um, done deal, I should say. The answer would likely be no. Um, that's not what you want to create. So how do we end that cycle? Beck, is there anything you wanted to sort of um, chime in with? Yeah, I think I think what's interesting, Michelle, is that um, a lot of the time people focus on taking charge of some aspects that they think they can try and control. Yeah. Um, so when they're and and they do this a lot when they're avoiding dealing with things that they cannot control. So mm. the emphasis becomes very focused, very sort of tunnel vision. Yeah. And they they don't tend to take into consideration other aspects like Good their point. environment and and things like that. Um, and sometimes that can come across as that person's being pushy or that they are, you know, just sort of, um, you know, and, and, and that's where relationships can sort of fall down a little bit. But I think it's important to, to note also in that respect that, you know, if, if somebody is behaving in that sort of way, that there is obviously something going on that, you know, they might need to talk about or they might need to um, maybe address. And like I said before, a bit of self-love, but it's sometimes it's also just going in internally and, and doing that hard work to to get out of these situations. Um, interesting with that lady too, um, coming to to see you and she, she was saying that her she's left it in her husband's hands. Um, I think one thing that sort of maybe sort of got my attention there was he might not necessarily be aware of that either so it is about communication that was the yeah that was my reaction as well because she yeah. hadn't said it to him she'd said yeah. it to me yeah she said totally. it to you not to him totally. and he may have no idea where they're at you know in that relationship because he, he might be sort of stuck in this monotonous routine um but then also by leaving it in his hands like you pointed out too is that that's giving her power away so to have to take back her power she would um probably could probably do something where she's working on those aspects of herself that she finds annoying in him because generally they are part of what's going on with ourselves at that time um communication letting them letting um you know letting the other party know where they're at and you know, and then giving the, if this doesn't change, this is what, you know, this is the direction we're heading in, or I, I just can't do this anymore and take the power back and take the steps you need to for yourself. 100% agree, Hum. And the reason I agree is because personally, I know couples who've been through similar situations, well, not similar situations, but going through divorce and separation. And someone was blindsided. How often do you hear about that? I mean, a very close couple, friend of ours, they're going through separation. And um, one of them, you know, had no clue. Mm -hmm. And she um, she is on the spectrum. So she has been diagnosed with ADHD and she's very literal. And so her communication style is 
that, you know, you need to be very, I guess, direct and very clear and very specific, you know, for her to get it. And so her perspective is that she had no idea this was coming. The other person's perspective is I was saying it for five years, you know? So it is difficult because as Beck said, communication's important, but we all have different communication styles. Now they did get counseling, but they got counseling after he'd already said, you know, I want a divorce. And it was that last ditch, oh, you know, can we get on the same page again? Mm. So, you know, I think that you do the timing is, is important. But, you know, it is really important to tell the other person because there's nothing worse than having no clue. And then all of a sudden you're walking into a divorce court, you know, I mean, that's not something that I want for anybody. Um, so I think what I wanted to say here was just a, a couple of um, recommendations, really. Listening to what you're saying and thinking is really important here. So really be aware. And so even in that relationship example, you know, listen to the other person. What are they actually saying? You know, are you sitting there playing your video games? Well, they're telling you, you know, our relationship is on the rocks. Are you actually listening? Are you actually paying attention, you know, in defense of the, the male in that relationship who was like, hey, I was telling you five years. Um, were you actually listening or paying attention? You know, maybe, maybe we weren't. Um, if it sounds negative, our thought um, or that, you know, thing we're saying, if it sounds negative, then switch it around, you know, to become a positive. So I've got the option of saying I'm either, um, as an example, you know, I'm doing the Kokoda Legacy Challenge, which I am in November. But I could also choose to say, oh, my husband's making me do the Kokoda Legacy Challenge in November. You know, I could say that because he signed me up. I didn't know about it um, until, you know, uh, he'd already signed me up and then he told me, oh, by the way, we're doing this. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Um, so I'm really excited about it. But I could have chosen if I wanted to be a bit of woe is me. Um, to say that he's making me do, you know, the Kokoda Legacy Challenge. Or when I injured my hamstring, I could have said, look, I can't believe my hamstring tore. I can't do any exercise now and I'm miserable. But my first thought after the injury was that I should have stretched before I ran that day, taking responsibility for it. That was definitely something I didn't do. I also didn't want this injury to become an excuse for me not to live my best life. So I looked up the spiritual meaning of the injury. Now, this is really important. I did put this into the show notes as well. Uh, Louise Hayes, Heal Your Life. Um, and it was to do with me not accepting support from others. How interesting. So, and I do try and do everything myself. So it was my right hamstring as well. So that relates to the masculine um, relationship with husband, my need to be in control. Boom. That was a light bulb moment for me. So I did a bucket load of Reiki, was back walking and running in record time. So I guess the point that I wanted to make here is identify the cause, accept that cause, and learn and move forward. So with the hamstring as an example, um, I identified the causes. I didn't stretch. I accepted, didn't do that thing. That was really stupid. Won't do that again. Um, and that's how we don't, you know, keep putting a hand on the hot plate, burning a hand, burning a hand, burning a hand, uh, learning and moving forward. So we don't do it again. So, you know, that's what we, uh, that's what we sort of take away. That was, I guess, my biggest, um, you know, recommendation today, Beck. Was there anything you wanted to say here, Hum? Yeah, I just... Um... Another thing that just sort of popped into my head that I feel like I, I should say is that sometimes people through their previous relationships, so with family, partners, work, relationships, um, don't know how to speak up for themselves because of conditioning um, and not necessarily are aware of the conditioning that they've they've gone through yeah. in, in that period. Yeah. Um, so And that can keep that cycle going. So I'm a big believer in doing the self-work and then opening up new insights 
to yourself and then the voice that can start coming up and coming out and speaking up and and when I say doing the work it's you know taking time for yourself maybe doing a little bit of meditation um, just sort of quieting your mind maybe journaling what the problem is and then sort of looking at to you know you feel this way because why do you feel this way well I feel this way because I've always done this okay why have I always done this I've done this because when I was a kid or with my previous relationships or at work or all of the above breaking it down this is the corner I yeah break it all down um and that's doing the work and that's the hard work that you've got to do with yourself Mm. um because a lot of people um have these little triggers that just sort of keep them stuck in the corner there and unless you figure that out and then are able to speak up and let people know what it is you've been doing what you've been going through um they won't they won't know they don't know. mind readers well not, some not of us are, but not everyone i mean is. everybody's got the ability everybody's got the ability yeah, psychic, yeah. but not everyone yeah. is you and know. we shouldn't have to be doing mind reading all the time. There should be some no. level of communication. Otherwise, it'd be a very quiet and uh, I think boring world if we're all just like you and I sitting here for the whole episode reading each other's minds. I mean, <laughs> without <laughs> well, actually we do do that too. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, you know, it should be very boring for the listener at home. They're like, yeah, ah. yeah. it'll be like that that half hour podcast of just silence and yeah, be sitting there. We could play As some they're... crickets in the background or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like yeah. the crickets the crickets the crickets yeah. maybe we should do an episode of crickets uh, um, maybe maybe i don't maybe, know about that maybe those awkward silences what yeah. to do with them that would be a good episode so um yeah and and i mean and that's why we have a voice mm-hmm. we need to we use it that's why yeah. we have communication um it's as simple as that yeah Amazing. Well, I'm glad you could join us, Beck. That was awesome. Otherwise, I'd be listening to myself talking the entire time and um, that's not fun for anyone. So, yeah, really great of you to be able to jump in. Um, Next week, we're going to be talking about something that's kind of in alignment with what we're talking about today, and that is uh, clearing negative energy. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our themes, luckily, are sort of um, not entirely overlapping, but they carry on quite nicely um, into one another. Um, So negative energy, clearing that. What do we do? How do we do it? And why will we need to do it? Um, but also how can it form, you know? And I've got some interesting points about, you know, new homes, old homes, what the difference may be. Do you need to clear negative energy in a new home? That's the question. I'm going to answer it um, in the next episode. So thank you, Beck. I really appreciate you jumping in. And um, for the listener at home, if you have any ideas on talk topics um, that you'd like to share or you'd like us to talk about, livinginlightened33 at gmail.com. A lot of you are commenting also in the um, Podbean app. So that's what we use to share the episodes. Um, So Podbean, you can also jump in and listen there and comment, um, but also on Facebook, Living Enlightened uh, on Facebook as well. So give us some idea uh, or let us know what you thought about various episodes. Other people have been doing that. So we really appreciate the feedback oh. that we receive. Thank you, Beth. And, and I just want to put out there yeah. too. So when you were saying, you know, give us some ideas, if there's something that's sort of been niggling at you that you, um, you know, you're not exactly sure what direction, what what the message is or what have mm. you, if there's something that's just been constantly niggling at you, um, put it up there. Email mm-hmm. us uh, and, and we'll see if we can get it on. 
answer some questions. We might have like every now and then we might do like our, a niggle episode where we yeah. niggle. What's getting under your skin? Through and talk, yeah, what's getting under your skin? What's what's niggling at you? Um, can be positive or negative. We can mm. we can make that be fun. Mm. Getting your business off the ground or anything like that, you know, yeah. that little thing that's kind of you in the know. back of your mind all the time. Finish publishing yeah. the book or something. Yeah. Why is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Good idea. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Let's have yeah, some fun, absolutely. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Beck, I'll see you next week. And okay. um, thank you for everyone who listens to this episode. Thank you.